Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800 This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. about Alexandra Scott. She opened a lemonade stand to raise money to fight cancer. Her friends all over the country wanted to help. They raised over a million dollars before Alex died of her own cancer. Life gave Alex a lemon, but she made lemonade. Inspiration. Lemonade. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus 
two free extras and free shipping. This is our exclusive radio offer never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. 800-708-3095. That's 800-708-3095. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Good evening, good evening, and welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. It is great to be right back here again this Monday as we continue our series on Black Lives Matter and the things that are going on in our country. So before we get started, we are saying that uh, our engineer is going to be out tonight, so it's going to be all me, and hopefully uh, some of our other co-hosts will be coming in later on. Mr. Arthur and whomever, I don't know, Mr. Arthur, if you're there, you can go ahead and let me know uh, by raising your hand or saying something. Otherwise, it's great to be right back here again today. We always miss Miss Rihanna when she's not on with us. And uh, we say take good care of yourself because we're going to be a grandmother, so we want to make certain that she takes uh, great care of herself and uh, get as much rest as she needs so that the baby will be healthy and she will be healthy. So we're so excited today to uh, have uh, some of our members of Black Lives Matter here locally, here in Tyler, Texas, uh, who've been out there on that battlefield, uh, making sure that justice uh, prevails. And so we appreciate them for being on with us tonight. I believe I have a couple of them on with me tonight. So uh, if you haven't already pressed one, Go ahead and press one and come on into the queue. So, but yes, okay. So, who is that, Miss Natasha? Ford, which one? Mr. Shackleford. Mr. Shackleford. Thank you, thank you, and Mr. Cornelius Shackleford. That's going to be on with us today, and of course, Miss Natasha Ward is going to be on with us as well. Miss Natasha, are you there? Okay, and Mr. Arthur, are you there? 
Mr. Yeah, how you doing today? How you doing? Come, how on, you doing? Come on in, fine. How are you doing? It's one of our co-hosts, Mr. Arthur, out of Dallas, Texas. So, uh, so how's everything going on in Dallas, Texas? Oh well, you know, uh, <laughs> as you well know, we we we're just flowing with the nation right now. We're flowing with the flow with the nation. Flowing with a lot the of, nation. Uh, yeah, yes, a lot of uh, area uh, of services for Floyd. We won in uh, Mesquite last week. Uh, Grand Prairie NAACP did something. Grand Prairie uh, NAACP did something Sunday. Uh, Grand Prairie NAACP did something Mesquite. Uh, me and a group are going to be doing something out here in Lancaster later on this week. I, we, we, we're nailing all down. We're going to do something out here in Lancaster. So there's some other activities sure. planned in Dallas also. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, I going to be keep. It's going to go for a minute. Okay, good deal. Well, we've been nonstop down here um, tomorrow. Uh, which is actually doing the final uh, services for the late Mr. George Floyd. We're going to have a balloon release at noon on tomorrow, and I'm going to speak there at that with the Texas African American Museum for those that are listening out there that are in East Texas and in Tyler in particularly. And then we had a, a candlelight prayer night vigil on last, and so things have things have just been continuous to go on. And these fine young folks. Uh, Mr. Arthur, that we have on with us tonight have actually been amazing out there. Uh, they kind of remind me of when we were younger and when we were out there every day. But we, guess what? We're, we, we're still been out there. I, I share with people and share with the media that in the last three years, we've been involved in probably about five different uh, marches uh, in regards to equality and and equality for women, and the last one was actually in February. We uh, took a bus load of people out to Selma, Alabama, and thank God that none of us got COVID because we were over 10,000 or so of us walking across that bridge in Selma, Alabama, the Edna Pettus Bridge, Mm -hmm. and uh, we were hand-in-hand all in each other's way and uh, all on the bus the bus loaded down with all of us and so uh, it's interesting that nothing happened mm. thank God for that none of us have gotten sick uh, Amen. So from, from that trip yes yes and then of course we, we marched from, from Texas to uh, protest all the way into Washington D.C. down to Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas and all over and we're going to talk a little bit about some cases that are right here in East Texas, but I don't know if Ms. Ward is on. And, and let me just say that if you're not if you're not speaking, if you can always mute your phone because you can you can always hear the background noises uh, that's being picked up in the background. So if you can get into a, a quiet area where no one is around and kind of get into a still area, then that way we can get a good recording. And if you always want to go back and listen to your recording, then you can. Okay, I just have Miss Natasha. Go ahead, say hello to us. Miss Natasha Ward is on with us uh, tonight as well, one of the Black Lives Matter uh, organizers here in Tyler. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're great. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, We're going to get started uh, right away, and then we're going to kick off uh, by saying once again that uh, our prayers go out to uh, Mr. Floyd's family. Uh, you know, they've been through a lot moving from one place to the next place. And, and the, the, the crucial part 
of this whole thing that I think, but I, that's going to be a question that I'm going to ask our special guest, Mr. Arthur. And if you have uh, questions that you want to ask of them, you can jump in at any point in time that you want. But I'm going to start with you, Mr. Cornelius. Uh, so this is your first time on, and so we appreciate your being on with us tonight on Marvelous Monday. We're uh, headquartered out of Houston, Texas, but we have about 3 million listeners all over the world, everywhere, that listens to this show every Monday night. So I'm going to start out first by allowing, if you would introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and whatever it is that you want us to know about you, and then we'll go from there. Go ahead, sir. Okay, awesome. So my name is Cornelius Shockford. Uh I live here in Tyler, Texas. Uh, I'm an athletic trainer and also have an online uh, juice cleanse uh, business called Caribbean Wave Juice Bar. So uh, what my passion is, is is the youth and getting in the community and uh, creating different programs for the youth, but also uh, health and wellness, making sure that everybody's aware of, you know, what's really going on within their body, making sure they know how to take care of themselves so we're not getting things like diabetes, high cholesterol, um, things of that nature that really killing us every day. So those oh, are my great. Passions. So you're a right. You're a small business owner, then. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So do you have a location? So uh, no, ma'am. I, my, with my training company, so I, I partner with uh, different schools, and I train. I just come in and train the kids, or and I and I train at a uh, different uh, different uh, turf fields here in ten dollars. And then our okay. our juice bar is completely online, just online uh, driven. Got you, got you. Okay, you could. T- and the name of your company? Uh, the Next Level Elite Athletic Training, and then Caribbean Wave Juice Bar. Okay, very good. So then, tell us how you got involved in Black Lives Matter, and it, is this the first time your first involvement in Black Lives Matter? Yes, ma'am. Uh, how I got involved is I seen what happened. I was um, I was extremely disturbed, and I knew we had to do something. When I seen, I got with a couple other uh, of our, our young organizers, and we decided that we had to start moving, and we wanted to start organizing to where we can actually make a difference here locally. And so, because we, we've been seeing some things that we wanted to change a long time ago, we just didn't know how to change them. And so okay. this was this really was felt like the right time to get out and um and, and, and help and kinda of create and create some awareness here at home. Um because it, like I said, there's some things that, you know, that we feel like that needs to, to change and we wanted to and none of us really knew anything about the politics side of things. We just wanted to take action and then learn whatever we could on the way. And that's kinda of what we're doing right now. Uh we're learning a ton on the fly. And uh, you know, being able to you know, rub shoulders with, with people like you and and some of the other council members, uh, we had a, a a pretty productive meeting last night at College Hill, and um, it was just phenomenal to get in there and kind of hear the the voices of the leaders and put faces to names and and things of that nature. Very but good. so it's it's been it's been pretty good. Very good. And I'm so sorry I was not able to be at that meeting. Had another another Zoom on last night at 6 o'clock, so I was not able to be there at 6.30 with you guys. So after you uh, after you sat in and you listened to that meeting of some of our leaders uh, here and our community leaders and our elected officials here in the city, what was your takeaway? My takeaway is that we need to, we need to be more in solidarity. We need to be more in unity. There's a lot of different groups, a lot of different organizations 
within our community, but a lot of people want to go a lot of different ways, and a lot of people want to do it themselves. So we have to get away from that as people and come together and bring all of our organizations and have one common goal. What's our what's our end goal? You know, instead of you know this group's doing something, but I don't like what they're doing, so let's go create something else. We got to get out of that. That's the evil spirit, and, and I think that's what we're trying to get away from. I think that we took a, a big step toward that last night. Like I say, I didn't know a lot of these organizations existed, but that seemed to be what was going on, and and um, I, I'm happy that we're taking some positive steps. Excellent. So, I, I, I'm just delighted. So, I'm so delighted to just a minute, uh, Mr. Arthur. I'm so delighted to hear you say that because everybody that's on this show, that's been on this show, knows that that has been my message for years. I say that there are so many organizations, and I said that we need to bring and and somebody wants to do this and somebody and basically most people have the same goal a lot of the same goals, but what I always said is that we need to to bring a consortium together, a coalition, so that we're stronger in numbers when all of these various organizations come together, we can accomplish so much more because we're so much stronger in number rather than this one doing this for this time and this one doing that the next time and so forth and so on. So thank you so much for bringing that. I'm gonna have some more questions, but we'll hear from Mr. Arthur. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your name again? What's your name, name again, young man? Cornelius Shackleford. Cornelius. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cornelius. So, okay, you're a young organizer. Uh, because and because I don't want you to burn out too soon. Uh, I, I want you to uh, I want you to pace yourself, and I want you to uh, you know, when you're organizing people, you know, you, you know, you're just like you know, both of y'all said, a lot of people doing a lot of different things. Uh, and you want to get them all together, but but the fact of the matter is, if you're waiting on that, you won't do nothing. So what you have to do is uh, recognize those groups and 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 coalition with them on issues. You know, some of those folks you don't want them in. You you don't want them in your coalition. I mean, you don't want them to come here all day. I'm, not, I'm just saying. So uh, you know, so just kind of look at it as a as a coalition building type of operation. If you do it like that, and then and then coalition around the issues and the issues that you deal with, make sure they have a moral authority core to them. If they don't have a moral authority core, you shouldn't be doing it. So right. just kind of organize your program around again moral authority issues. Right. Okay. 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 Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to bring Ms. Natasha in so she can join in on this conversation uh, as well. Ms. Natasha, uh, you can actually answer the same question that we asked uh, Mr. Cornelius, and, and and then we're going to dialogue a little bit more on on the uh, coalition of organizations coming together. Because uh, Mr. Arthur said something very powerful, and so we wanted to see we want to dialogue on how we can work on working together. And, and and coming together as a unit, because I still say that we're stronger in number, but Mr. Arthur has a very, very strong point. There are some people you may not want to coalesce with. Uh, Ms. Natasha? Well, response. I was at that meeting also last night. I was at that meeting okay, also what was last your night. Take that, and that was one of the biggest things, once again, that there were so many organizations. Like I said, I was a, 
what got me started here, what I didn't know anything, you know, I don't know anyone out here. So what got me, of course, was the the death, but we've seen plenty of deaths, but this one really touched, you know, just me being a mother when, like I said, he called out for his mother. So I had to get involved. And um, like I said, I got a message from the ladies and that's how I got involved. Now, one of the women that I'm associated with reached out, like she said last night, she said she reached out to some people to see how, you know, what can we do? How can we get this started? And she was turned down. You know, she was turned down. No, you can't do this. Who told you you can do this? You know? And so oh, really? that's what made her, well, you know what? Let me, I'm I'm just, we're just going to get together and we're just going to march. You know, I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to make my, you know, make my way down there. And that's what got her to reach out to us. And we just said, well, you know what? We're going to come with you. So like I said, I didn't know about any of the other organizations. And, but since this has happened, everybody on, I want to say pretty much on the younger side has gotten together. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I've seen you, um, Cornelius, yeah. I've seen you out there. So I, I mean, and, and we've, I've seen him on the square and I'm pretty sure on the uh, Broadway mall over there too. And, right. you know, even together, there's like a bunch of groups that are, are there. You know, it's just the fact of how we're going to change, how we're going to move on to the next step. That's that's the biggest thing. What happens after the protest? Yeah, let me say something right quick. Uh, hey, look here, young folks, I'm glad to see you. If y'all wasn't doing, if y'all wasn't doing all the organizing, all these groups popping up, I'd be disappointed. I really would. I would be. Uh, I would in, every, in, in, in every movement, in every movement, if you go back and check them out, different groups pop up. And, and, and you know, some of them going to make it, some of them going to gravitate to other organizations like this, the things. But, uh, you know, when we come to, you know, as long as y'all are, are showing up, uh, again, talking to each other, uh, you, you know, starting groups, it's, it's our job, it's our job to help y'all develop. You know, yeah, because you're not wrong. And and like I told a white guy the other day that called me, you know, telling me, you know, why don't you talk to him? I said I did, and they said they don't want to do what we did, and I don't blame them. So uh, yeah, let me, let me jump, I, can I jump in? Right, let me let me jump yeah. in on on just here's here's what I see in this whole thing with Mr. Floyd. Mr. Arthur and I, guys, let me let you know that Mr. Arthur and I have been protesting and marching since the cows came home. The first pro- the first counter I sat in on in Omaha, Nebraska, I was 15 years of age, 15. I was in, finishing my ninth grade year, getting ready to go into my sophomore year in high school. And they were, they were marching uh, downtown Omaha, Nebraska. And we saw them across the street, and we went over to say, ask them questions, what's going on, da da da, so forth and so on. What what are you guys doing? And they said they don't want us to sit in at this counter at Crestview, and then they want people to go to the back door. And so these were employees that went out on strike, and so we started to to carry signs with them and say, yeah, we want to help you with that. Always been involved out there. What I'm troubled by is that someone said to you, you can't do this. I mean, who has that? That's your right. That's your constitutional right right to protest 
any issues that you see that needs to be talked about. Now, the other thing with the with the organization is that and I, I still say we're, we're stronger in number if we work together as a team, but there are some people are going to there, – there's too many Indians, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. And so what I look at is that even though you always have to have somebody to lead the way, but – we don't have to have we you don't have to have 25 different people and, and what I'm saying is that all of these different organizations have presidents and they have offices and so forth. Well, just because you serve as an officer uh, at this particular organization does not necessarily mean that you have to be that leader. It could not be anybody that's a, a, that's a, officers in these organizations. It could be one of you guys who may not even have an organization that's a part there. And so, so we have to learn how to work closer together with one another and then see what our end goal is. And our end goal has always been equality and justice for all mankind. We fought that in the Mr. Go ahead. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. Uh, you know, we're at this dance. You know, we all just got to get came to this dance. And, 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 you know, and, and again, you know, this is my first time really seeing it. So, you know, just imagine, you know, this is just, this is everybody coming together uh, at this. And right now we get to know each other. Uh, you know, you, you know, some folks going to leave with somebody, some folks ain't. So, uh, you know, you, you know, we just need to just encourage these young people though to tell them, Hey, look, y'all on the right track. Don't accept that stuff. Don't accept. Uh, your will, power being wheeled over to another group of white privileged generationals. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, don't put up with it. Uh, right. Uh, and uh, stay with it. Just stay with it. Well, the, the, the thing about the thing about me is I, I, I am kind of stubborn. And so when, like, some older people came to me and said, hey, we want to move to the mall. And I said, absolutely, we can do it. I'll put it, put the word out. They said, we'll ask the mayor. The mayor said, yes. I said, okay, cool. So I said, uh, I told about 300 people we were going to be at the mall. I get a call at midnight, and we can't be at the mall because they're getting blowback. They want me to move it. I said, listen, y'all wanted me to do it. I told them where I'm going to be. I'm going to be there. So mm-hmm. whatever y'all have to do on the political side, that's not my job. I, I, I want their help, but I'm not asking for the permission, if that makes sense. Because we're doing, we're not doing anything that's wrong. Like you said, it's our constitutional right to be there, and we're on public property. We're not on pop, private property. We're doing exactly what we know we can do. Now, we'd like their help. We'd like the police department to get behind us and, uh, you know, be there if they, if, if they can, but we're going to be there. And you can't call us at midnight and say change it. Well, here, here's the deal, Mr. Cornelius. Actually, the mall is not public property. The mall is private property. So when I you have are protesting, when you have, yeah, when you when you're protesting, you must be on public property unless you've been given permission to be on private property. So, so actually, the Simons own the mall. So. That was that was the issue. I, I actually received a lot of phone calls in regards to to uh, being the mom, and so uh, hey, I hey, think hey, so. Hey, what hey, happened? Sir, just a minute. Sir, this is, wait, just a second, Mr. Arthur. Just a second, please. So 
then they said, well, we're going to be on the sidewalk. And I said, well, there's actually no sidewalks out there. So you can't march from, you can't really march in the streets unless they, unless they close off the streets so that you can march on the streets. So then I think it was finally decided that you guys could be on the grass. So I videoed the entire evening. And then we had the, of course, we had the Democratic table set up out there so that we could register people because that's the end game. But I'm going to ask you what your end goals are in just a second. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Okay. Now, was this a march that has already happened or is this something that's going to happen? No, it's already happened. Okay, so oh, okay, already happened. So the third thing turned out okay. Yeah, yes, they yeah, were able to be on. They were able to be on the grass. Okay, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when away, that uh, didn't uh, happen uh, like anyway, that young, either. Anyway, young man, young man, I want you to know that that move right there that you that they dealt with, that's called a bamboozle. I know it. In other words, yeah, yeah, that was a bamboozle. So, you know, like she said, you know, plan your event. You know, you can be on public property. So. Exactly. your events on public property and don't exactly. let them bounce. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 
that's okay. You don't have very much longer. Uh, the time right. before you know it, the time. But August will be here before you know it because it's that's hard right. to believe. We're already, uh, we're almost to get out of June, right? So mm-hmm. coming up, and this comes, speaking of June, this coming up weekend actually uh, is the celebration of Juneteenth, of the Emancipation yes. Proclamation, now all that that went on. And uh, so there's not the usual, Ms. Rihanna, that uh, we have this massive, massive uh, unity in the community event, and that's not going to take place this year. However, we I think we're going to have a couple of uh, car parades uh, where people just drive through the community, uh, honk their horns, and say hello that direction. But because of COVID, uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, Miss Rihanna, but uh, Texas uh, had its largest uh, yeah. number of COVID cases, 2,500 on, I believe it was Wednesday of last week. But we're slowly trying to open back up. Well, pretty quickly, it looks like. Uh, and people are still not... Um, social distancing, they're still not wearing a mask, and so we've got cases that are just flowing in, and so I don't know what it is about Texas. We always uh, come out on the worst end of the stick, Ms. Rihanna. As, as a matter of fact, tonight we were talking about the fact that we're number 47 or 8 uh, in the country for turning out the vote. People will register mm-hmm. to vote if they don't turn out uh, and actually vote. So we are pretty much a non-voting state, but hopefully and prayerfully that people will recognize the importance. This is probably one of the most important elections ever in the history of our nation uh, in 2020. And I call that, everybody calls that perfect vision, right? Who wants perfect vision 2020? Everybody wants 2020 eye vision. So in order to for us to see clearly on what is actually going on in our country, we must uh, enact change. We must get out there to vote, and that was the message that we were giving out tonight in this in the meeting. It was a great meeting, and we thank uh, uh, the leaders for uh, coming together and putting uh, uh, that meeting on. And so, but we want to impress upon everybody the importance of voting as well as the importance of filling out those census papers, Ms. Rihanna. We, we need to talk a little bit about that at the onset of the show, of how important I think it's been a, a little bit since we've actually talked about it and pushed it. And then for those of, of, that are interested in, in employment, uh, they're still hiring numerators, and a lot of that is being done by phone. Uh, you may have to go to someone's home and, and knock on the door and, and stick, uh, stick their applications in the doorway uh, so that they can fill that out. But the way we get resources and the way we get congressional seats is that we fill out those, those applications and send those in to the census. It's only done every 10 years. And so if we don't fill those out, we lose money. And we lose congressional seats. We could possibly get more congressional seats uh, here in East Texas if, in fact, everybody filled out those applications. So fill out your census report. You can even go online and do your census report and fill that out. It's a federal thing. 
all across the nation is taking place. So it's really important that we do that. So I can't say that enough, and we'll probably say it again before the show ends tonight. You probably have already received applications in the mail. Did you get yours in the mail, Miss Rihanna? Yes, absolutely. And, and I also, and got, I, I do also want to point out to everyone, just because it's right in front of me um, at the moment, the census can greatly affect everyone's day-to-day life because it directly dictates federal spending in your area. Um, yes. To the tune of nationwide six hundred and seventy-five billion dollars, it That's just takes a few be. minutes. Yes, it just takes a few minutes to fill it out. Not long at all. Uh, it, we do it every ten years, and the reason it's it's constitutionally mandated that we do this for this reason. It just like Dr. McKellar just now said, uh, it dictates. The congressional seat, so your representation, in direct representation in Congress, um, it, it uh, also gives the federal government insight into how to best allocate its money, funding for your hospitals in your area, your schools in your area, your fire department, and other of the most important resources in your own community. So if ever there was something that's simple that you could do, it's just about as simple as voting is, is something that you absolutely should do. And I would say it's your duty to do because you owe it to your kids, you owe it to your neighbors, you owe it to yourself because these are all your community resources that, that, the money is being allocated for, and they cannot allocate that money if they don't know you exist in your community. So beautifully laid out, Ms. Rihanna, so beautifully laid out. Couldn't have done any better myself. No way. Outstanding. Yes. Thank you. So in other words, what Ms. Rihanna is saying is that your life depends upon it. Your children's life depends upon it. Our, Our lives, do it for yourself, do it for your children, do it for your community. If you want to help mm-hmm. your community, this is the way that you can help yourself and your community, your school, your children's education, your grandchildren's yes. education. It is just so right. crucial. It's so crucial. Look out for our new baby that's coming in August. His, that's right. His well, education. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and not to mention um, – you know, his mama or other babies' mamas because, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I can afford health care, but that's right. so many regular, working, hardworking Americans cannot. So guess yeah. who the outcome of the census affects the most? It does affect everyone, but it affects women and lower-income workers the most. Um, yeah. And the example that's given is if only 5,000 people in your community report to the census uh, in a given area where there's a population of more than, say, 20,000 people, then those hospitals and other important institutions that we talked about, schools, fire departments, and in a lot of areas, those hospitals that we're talking about uh, are vital to women's health. Vital to unborn babies' health. Those uh, places, those hospitals only get the resources 
for the 5,000 people who returned their census, not the 20,000 people who live there and the unborn children and mothers-to-be and young women in need of education and, um, you know, sexual health uh, care. Um, they don't get those resources that they need. So that's why this is just so important. Excellent. And, Ms. Rihanna, you just reminded me of something when you were talking about the resources for the hospitals. Just remember this. When we first got COVID to hit America, and the big issue with the hospitals is that they did not have their PPEs, their personal uh, protective equipment, and we had to... We had to pull together ladies to sit down and make masks and then get the little filters to place inside of the masks so that Mm -hmm. the people who are first-line responders and our front-line workers, they had to be protected away from the COVID so that they could continue to take care of those very ill people, patients. So think about the fact that you, when you get sick and have to go to the hospital, you want to make certain that those medical personnel have all the things that they need in order to provide first-rate health care for you. Very yes. crucial, very important. So thanks, Ms. Rihanna, for bringing that part out. So now you see the importance of of. Uh, the census and filling that census out, and then now let's go over Michiana and talk a little bit about the voting. All of these things really work hand in hand together. Now, today in now in Texas we have some runoffs going on, and so today ends the last day that you can actually register to vote. And so right now, if there's anybody out there listening that lives in Tyler, Texas. I have in my little hand right now application for you to register to vote. If you you have not, we registered a lot of young folks that have never voted before, some of them in their upper 20s and 30s, that have never, Ms. Anna, never registered to vote. And so, yes, as well as if you need an application by mail, uh, say you don't want to have to go down to uh, the voting booth. Uh, July the 14th is actually runoff for us here in Texas. Uh, very important uh, runoffs going on here in Texas. And so if you don't want to go down to the voting booth and, uh, and you're 65 and over or you have a disability, you can be at any age with a disability. And then you can actually get that application and fill out it, fill it out, and then you would get your ballot by mail. Right now, we've already sent out, well, let's just say one group, 1,500 applications, Ms. Rihanna, and another group, 800 applications. So people, people are getting those applications by mail because they don't want to have to go stand in line and they don't want to have to uh, be around somebody that may positively may be positive for COVID. And so that's that's what you can do. Vote by mail. That's what I'm gonna do this time. I have I have never really voted by mail before, but I'm going to this time 
and then I'll just be out and making sure that other people who want to go into the polls will actually go into the polls. Where we are with that, I have now arrived to my house, Mrs. Anna. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn it over to you for a few minutes and let me get inside, and I'm gonna meet you after and let you talk. Absolutely, and I do want to let everybody know um, our Kentucky listeners. I have a couple of dates uh, to give you. Let's see. Let me go back to it. Uh, early voting, early in-person voting uh, begins in Jefferson County, Kentucky uh, today. Um, this is also the last day, and I think you have till midnight, to request your absentee ballot uh, for our primary. primary. Um here in Kentucky. So let me go to the state-by-state state guide. Just so we all remember, the general election is November 3rd. It's more important now than ever to make sure that you are registered to vote. It takes two minutes to register online. I will put a link in the show description where you can do that. You can check and see if your state is one where you can register online, and then you can go and uh, it has a a link where you can click and do that. Um, the voter registration deadlines for the 2020 general election have not changed, but states like New York, Georgia, Louisiana, and New Jersey have postponed their primary elections, which were scheduled for March through May. Uh, they've been uh, rescheduled due to COVID-19. That being said, uh, the remaining primary election dates and their respective voter registration deadlines in the state-by-state -state guide for the link that I'm going to put in the show description are all posted, in addition to the existing voter registration deadlines for the general election. Um, I'm going to go to Texas as an example and give you the information that this will give you. General election deadline for Texas is October 5th, 2020. Just under that, there's a red bar where you click register to vote. So you can do that all online. Um, there's also a good article that I saw that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention in the Washington Post, why the Republicans' 2020 strategy is to keep as many people as possible from voting. We know that Texas is just one of the states where Republicans are fighting in federal court to stop yeah. <laughs> the process of people being able to vote by mail because why more people vote when they can vote by mail and vote early that's <laughs> and right. that's not a good thing <laughs> for republicans that's so exactly. i'll link that article as well <laughs> very good for bringing that out and so we're pushing that uh miss rihanna we're re we're really pushing hard to make sure that those people who have, as I mentioned, I, I was so overwhelmed <laughs> to see 27 and 26 year olds that have never voted before, and and, and this, this is what I I, I want to say, Mr. Anna. In our meeting tonight, it was really quite interesting, and the reason it was interesting is because uh, some of the younger ones were saying. Uh, 
this is not happening and this is not happening and this is not happening. And I, so I, I had to go ahead and say to them, the reason why that you don't know these things are happening is because you haven't really been involved. And, and, and they say nobody's coming to the community and registering people to vote. You know better than that yourself, right? Ms. Rihanna, you know better <laughs> you know better Absolutely. And, well, and, and Mr. Shackleford said it last week, too. Yeah, um, yes, he did. It was very profound the way that he said, uh, lots of things that he said were very profound. <laughs> very, but yes. <laughs> but a couple of the things that he said that really stick with me were um, about how he was never overly involved in politics before. Right. And he mentioned that... Um, you know, it, before it seemed like a lot of people, and it sounded like possibly himself included, thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, why why didn't President Obama, you know, he came in offering all this hope and change, and then he just wasn't able to deliver. And then <laughs> he realized, he said just over the past several weeks, he's gotten quite an education, and he yes. realized, oh, he had this Republican-led Congress and Senate stopping him from his yes. agenda, and yes. he said it. It's easy. It, it was easy to just think he wasn't doing enough before right. he recognized there's a whole process, and there are people <laughs> throwing roadblocks up. And I thought that yes. was interesting because my own husband felt the same way about President Obama. Loves <laughs> loves President Obama now. I, I mean, right. I'm I'm pretty sure that the name Barack is in our short list for the baby. <laughs> oh, um, he loves serious? him, so <laughs> loves him, but he spent eight years complaining right. about you know, well, what he do and, and not recognizing, you know, not paying attention sure. to those roadblocks. And I think sure. a lot sure. of people who didn't pay attention or you know just didn't see that politics directly inve- affects their lives we're able to make that mistake. And I think that's where a lot of young people have been. Right. Um, but they're, they're mad right now and they're not giving up and they're not going to stop. And the next part of that is, well, let's figure out this process. And I feel that that's what they're doing. And that brings up the next point that, that Mr. Shackelford made that I thought was so important. He said every day he's been out there, democratic. Right. He said he's met every single Democrat in office and so many who are running for office right they've been out in the streets protesting every day and he said I don't understand I'll never understand why no Republicans are out there registering people to vote like Democrats are yeah and I thought that was huge that would yes you're you're absolutely correct profound (laughs) it really was Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm so glad that they were able to recognize and see that because, as I said, sitting in that meeting tonight and hearing this young lady saying, uh, this is not happening and that is not happening, and, and I said to her, the reason why you don't know, no offense, but the reason why you don't know is because you have not 
been involved out here in the community? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're right. I said, all, all of these things that they were naming out that they'd like to see happen, actually organizations are actually doing those things. Mm-hmm. And But I said, but you can't know these things if you, you just go to work and go home and you're not paying any attention to what's happening in the community. You're not watching the news. You're just not – you, you're not keeping up, and they said, "Well, it's it, it hasn't been announced." And so I said, "I talked about how many times we talk about the very things that they said was not happening on our radio shows mm-hmm. every week, right? Year in and yes. year out." And yes. I said, "But for the the murder of Mr. Floyd, would you really know now?" Or would you really right. be here and involved now? And so it's sad, it's really kind of sad, that on the backs of someone's life, but I guess whatever it takes, but it's just a sad thing that it took mm-hmm. the death of this gentleman uh, for for people to see and wake up. They, I said, you saw these things on national and international television. That's what actually brought you here. But there's been people out here on the battlefield for a long time. And mm-hmm. I even mentioned, Ms. Rihanna, I mentioned to them, I said, uh, we, we've protested and we've marched, or let's say we've marched in the last, in the last three years, five times, I, I said to them, in February. Was that in February? Mm-hmm. We took the busload to Selma, Alabama. And March on the end of February, early March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I said, wasn't that long ago? That was this year. I'm not talking about last year. I'm not talking about years ago. I'm talking about a, a few weeks ago. We were mm-hmm. there in Selma, Alabama. So, for for people to say that these things are not happening, um, some people may be offended <laughs> by that. <laughs> They're happening over and over and over. How many times has the Edmund Pettus Bridge been oh raised by your 50. presence? And there you go. There you go. There <laughs> yes, you go. By, exactly. by the presence of, of John Lewis. By the, I mean, there you this go. This is the exactly. same story, different day. Uh, different some of the day. same people, some of the different same people. people. Yes. And it just yes. builds and builds and builds. And, exactly. you know. Just because every <laughs> single time it happens, it always does take the new crop of yes. that this is a new protest for because we need their energy, and nobody knew that better than Dr. King, Absolutely. who knew that that's the energy we needed. And so, you know, that's these right. people, um, young people who feel like this is, well, why ha- why am I having to stand up? Why has nobody stood up before? Mm-hmm. They, it go. takes them a, a while to realize that we need your energy, but you are standing on the back of giants. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Uh, they don't know the the uh, Malcolm X's and the Marcus Garvey's of the world, uh, right? You know, they, they don't know the. That's why we're working uh, with the school board members, the two African Americans that are on our school board, to get Black history. And history taught in our schools 
so that proper American history. Yes. Yes. American. Yes. Proper American history. That that is correct. Um, and so, um, so, so there it is. And but, we're woefully deficient. Woefully deficient what, in our American ex- history. Exactly correct. And and, and that's a real disservice. And it's a real disservice. That's why these young folks don't know. Uh, yes. That's what has that, what is going that's on. That's why it has taken us. Oh gosh, a hundred plus. God no, a hundred fifty yes. plus but years years to get to mm-hmm. this point where we finally are at this moment where it is no longer, quote, a debatable issue what happened in the Civil War, for example. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And finally, you have been fighting every year, multiple times a year against the fact that you went to a high school named for a Confederate soldier (laughs) Yes. Who told the nation, <laughs> do not memorialize my name. I want exactly. this nation to heal. And every year, it's a debate that you have to have. And finally, for some reason, uh, for, I think we all know the, the multitude of reasons, we are sure. at this place where when the ball starts rolling, it doesn't ever stop, and we've come yes. to that place on this issue because of uh, these George Floyd protests in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. that it's, it's not a debatable issue now. We're not no. debating this anymore. These monuments right. are coming down. Those people yes. were traitors who attacked our country, and that flag is a traitorous, and we're not debating this anymore. That's and it. It's That's only it. taken us 150 plus years to get there. <laughs> We're done I mean, talking about it, right? Whew. Now it's action. Well, that's it. But but this is what young people need to understand. We didn't get to this point without that's your right. energy. That's right. So we we that's look right. to you. You got to take a look back too. And you know, it, one doesn't happen without the other. One doesn't happen without the other. That's 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 so well put. So well put. Well, I think they're I think they're getting it. Uh, oh yes, Rihanna I agree. Is, is taking the, <laughs> when 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 they say these things, and then we have to go ahead and correct them. And 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 they said we we want to see this done in the park, and we want to see this done at the uh, this place. And, and where did you guys do it? The parks, the community centers, the churches, the, <laughs> the wherever the we could, in the middle of the, the street, sanitation the stations, <laughs> the bridge, <laughs> exactly wherever the school we could get a group of <laughs> yes, wherever yes. there was human life, that's where that's we right. Anywhere and everywhere, the lunch anywhere counter, and everywhere. everywhere, the lunch counter, <laughs> amen, the lunch counter, that's the truth, <laughs> that's the, the poles. Truth. <laughs> the polls, yes, they don't know much about that poll thing, and we, you know. And I said to them, even you guys, if you're interested in running for a public office, get involved, take a course in right. the political science, get some education on on how how politics works, so that you'll know yes uh, how to carry yourself. Look yeah. to AOC. Look to, to JJ. Yeah, Joe. look how young. Yes, exactly. Right. We have, you know, the youngest 
the youngest state uh, senator in Michigan history. Very has been on our show many times. Who has many been times. to the Congressional Black Caucus? That's it. To start That's the it. the young uh, caucus for That's millennials. It. He is um, currently a police officer, also, and yep. policing yep. the police in Inkster, the Michigan. The policing the police. That's it. <laughs> I mean, That's it. he. And it's because he was determined to make his community yes. better, and he decided that's to step exactly up to the right. plate. If, if that's, that's what right. you want to do, you can do it. You can do he that. Was, can how do old that. was he when, he, when we, we met him? 19? 19. Yes. <laughs> and by 20, he was a state senator. <laughs> that's exactly correct. Absolutely. And, you know, one of these days we have to get him down here so that he can speak to these young folks and to show yes them what they can do as well well and uh, next year at the cbc um well and well i'll check and see uh if they're live streaming the millennial caucus this year okay but one way or another we'll bring his millennial caucus um and i have clips from the first one that i can repost right um, right that's right to show him and all the other young people there were tons of young elected officials on the panel talking about why they decided to step up to the plate, how they did it. These are not insurmountable odds. That's right. And you These know, are just things you do for your community. Well, you just got my, my calicola means working. I think next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow night, is when I'm going to have the town hall meeting with the uh, uh, BLN, the uh, Black, uh, Black Lives Matter, a group, mm-hmm. and maybe, and I'm going to do it on Zoom, but I'm going to bring uh, those that are, that are going to be on the panel and a little handful of people inside of the building. It's going to be at a church here in town because it's so much easier to interview, as you know, when you're in person with, with these uh, young folks. And maybe we can get uh, Jarrell to call in, zoom in on awesome. that call. That would be, wouldn't that awesome. be awesome? So we'll get yes. that set up, and I'll reach to him and see if he can, uh, he can do that. That would be, that would be amazing. We can't get him down here, but we can get him on Zoom. Mm-hmm. That would, that and would that's that's and just the kind of thing that he loves to do whenever he has time yes. to do it. That it's his yes. passion to reach out to other young people because. He just, you know, he's he's just a regular guy. I mean, we happen yeah. to think he's amazing and, yes, <laughs> and extraordinary yes, and, and wonderful, military, and he military certainly man. is. A military <laughs> right, right. man as well. I mean, yes. doing some amazing, amazing, amazing things. Amazing things. But at the same, at, at the same time, his motivations and where he came from, and who he is yes. and how he was raised is not that different from anyone else. The rest of it. And, you know, he's from Inkster, Michigan, and he grew up yep. in a situation where he was watching his police department become corrupt, and he was watching mm-hmm. his community lose yes. jobs and opportunities and, yeah. and watching yeah. the people be affected by that and watching the school right. system be crumbled and, not, and yeah. taken away. Having no yeah. school in his neighborhood to go to, he watched all that and yeah. he thought, "Well, I, this can't stand. I this can do something stand. about this." 
And he grew up with that in his mind. And that's Mm -hmm. why he has done all the things he did. Not because he was the the brightest and smartest. I happen to think he was (laughs) and is. (laughs) But because he was motivated by his own community that he loved so much to make it better. That's how he did it. Absolutely. Beautiful. So you have just sold me. I mean, you just brought this right back to my mind that we have to have him on next He's incredible. Night. He is. He is. I don't know if we can live stream for, from Blog Talk. Uh, you, it's going to be from 6 until 8 p.m., and we can record well, let, if you'd like see what you can do. Let me, let me tell everybody, Perfect. Ron has been coming on. Uh, as a lot of listeners know, on Tuesday night. So if he comes on and we cannot do it live, we absolutely oh, will record it and we'll carry it on it. Wednesday. Good. Mr. Ron Spikes has been coming on on Tuesday night. He's He's been coming on on Tuesday nights and, and doing his thing. And Outstanding. It's been wonderful. Yes. Well, we were excited so, to have he dropped in on us a couple of times. I wish he'd drop in on us more on Monday night because yes. he always comes with a wealth of information and knowledge uh, for us and, and, and some thought processes that make you want to go, hmm, didn't think mm-hmm. about it like that. So quite yes. quite a smart gentleman, quite a smart gentleman, lots, yes. of a, lots of experience. So that's outstanding. Well, I have to try to tune in sometimes on Tuesday night. You know, Miss Rihanna, I'm Zoomed out. Uh, I usually have two to three Zooms almost every single day. That's our way of life now. That's how we have to conduct That's business right. uh, from from the city to the sororities uh, to the Democratic Party, all of the various uh, sundry organizations, the military ones. Everybody is Zooming now. So, uh, but thank God for Zoom uh, because you can actually see each other when it's when it works. Sometimes it doesn't always work. I think it's because there's so many people on that thing. It's either the right. go-to meeting, join the meeting, or Zoom. And, my goodness, so many people all across this world is Zooming. <laughs> so that's it. They should be making a lot of money for those that – I think the first half an hour you can get for uh, for free, but after that um, it's paid. So they should be – making lots and lots of money, would you say? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of, why didn't we think of that? Boy, I tell you, that's well, something. Yes. I was reading an article today about how, okay. um, it, it, the Zoom just reminded me of this, how right. the telemedical uh, mm-hmm. Practice telemedicine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will outlive COVID nineteen, and it reminded me that you have been and we have been talking about for years. <laughs> yes. yes, how in rural areas and in particular in women's yes. health care, yes. a big thing that Republicans have been resisting in legislation mm-hmm. uh, federally mm-hmm. and across many states like Texas and Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Resisting uh, telemedical um, practice for years, and now we come yep. to this pandemic, and yep. where have we ended up? 
in a place where we're kind of back to square one. <laughs> back to square one. Telemedicine. That's right. That's <laughs> and it. They, you know, that they fought and fought and fought against it, so we weren't prepared for this, yeah. but we will be prepared right. after this. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. We <laughs> yes. We'll be, you said we'll be prepared after this. We will. And I'll tell you right. what, things are going to really, really, really change uh, down the line. We were... One of the areas uh, Dr. Cheryl Gorman and I were working on, we did some strategic planning uh, tonight uh, for the future in that meeting that I was in. And so Dr. Cheryl Gorman and myself worked, we we are actually co-teaming the healthcare part. And so we talked a lot about uh, the type of healthcare uh, that we're getting. And we talked about the fact that once you get into uh, the system and say you have uh, exams or you have a blood test or whatever, and then it takes so long for you to get the results, and then whatever happens, nobody is there uh, to follow up. Let me use as an example is say, for instance, if that person is a diabetic and their, their uh, foot starting to get gangrenous, gangrene, turning dark, turning black, right? And but uh, mm-hmm. but they are out in rural East Texas, and the rural hospitals have all closed up, and so they were able maybe to come into the city that one time, and and get their uh, tests or whatever. And but then there's nobody that really follows back up and 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 say, oh okay, let me take a look at uh, that foot to see what's happening with it, uh, because if you don't get the proper care. You know, eventually what will happen to that foot, their amputation, and, and you may lose a toe to begin with, and the next thing you may lose half of a foot, and the next thing you know, you, you may have a below-the-knee amputee or above-the-knee amputee. So, but if you had somebody that was following up with them, teaching them good nutrition and the things that they needed to do in order to, uh, to make their lives better. So, unfortunately, the quality of healthcare. They may even have some healthcare, but the quality of healthcare. So we want to make sure, make we wanted to make sure that people uh, would would have somebody, whether it's uh, uh, those uh, special social workers, uh, uh, community health workers, is who I'm talking about. You know that works out in the community. That that we have some of those out there in rural America uh, to make sure right. that they can follow up and teach and train. On, on diabetes and hypertension and whatever else issues that, that people may have to make them have a healthier mm-hmm. life. And then, of course, mental health was a big thing that we talked about. We talked about law enforcement. And so, so some of that, that group, which was composed of some, uh, not lawyers, but uh, a criminal justice people, people from the sheriff's department, people from, uh, say, the police department, but they looked at the word enforcement, and so when when they looked at that word, uh, it was it was kind of a negative term uh, for say some African Americans uh, because you're pushing me, and because I use they asked me find another term uh, that would be synonymous to enforcement. So I said pushing. You push a person to do something that perhaps that they didn't want to do or the sure. enforcement or your enforcement. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so, but, but if you looked at it as a more positive word, 
uh, or yes. maybe exchange it for a different word, or that they were there to help, or if that that they became the peace officer. Remember, we talked about this last week. If they went back to being the peace officers that they're supposed to be, rather than yes, uh, using using uh, that force, yes. that deadly force, a community support, the someone who is like there that. to help in the community. Exactly, yes. exactly, and not not an aggressive act, right? Um, right, and if you're not. If you're not just, for instance, the gentleman that was that fell asleep in the the Wendy's uh, drive-through. Yeah. Um, that was oh my. <sighs> well, someone said I think it was uh, Attorney Crump said that we probably won't go for another 30 days before another black man is going to lose his life. Uh, right. By some uh, law and en- law enforcement person, police, police, right? But it only took what three days or less, and they're it, right. Gentlemen, it, it's never yeah. a swift enough action. And in this case, it was particularly egregious. They're all particularly egregious. But this is a man who's right. asleep, right? And the the weapon that he had allegedly was a taser. So a taser right. is met with a, a handgun, an actual yeah. gun. I mean, we have to, we really have to get to a place. You said it in, in the first comment that you made about this. Mm-hmm. Instead of being enforcers who go around in a free country to obstruct people from doing things and enforce and impose things on people just based on their own perception of what may or may not be going on. We've got to get back to a place where officers are peace officers who are there to uphold the rule of law. There's no law against falling asleep in your car. There is True. no law against carrying a handgun. And I'm True. pretty sure there's no law against carrying a taser. <laughs> no, no. And, <laughs> but I was under the impression that the taser would he took the ta- the, the the taser did it not belong to the police officer that's that's true he did he, he did yeah. that's good clarification yeah. he T- did grab the the officer's the, the taser, taser which means the officer right. knew that what it was was a taser and exactly. not a gun right <laughs> and then not only that he he was running away from them so yes, he was. I always say that why why don't you just wound them by shooting them in the leg or something? Uh, but how many times does he fire that weapon when he was running oh, with his back? Uh, multiple, it, like eight yeah. or nine. I mean, That's why I, thought, it, I, I believe he emptied his clip. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was eight times. So you were aiming to kill him. That you were aiming deadly force to kill. They don't. They don't aim to do anything else. If yep. they fire their weapon, they know they're they're aiming for a kill shot. They're aiming for the heart right. or the head, as far as I know. Every cop. Yeah. Well, and well, I don't think I see much de-escalating of the the situations. No. Trying to minimize uh, a threat. No. Uh, the safety of 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 you, the officer, as well as the safety of the citizen. Right. All I see is is shoot is shoot to kill. Yes. 
Well, and and escalating. You can't escalate a a situation any more than aggressively approaching a man who is asleep in his vehicle. Yes. And yanking him out and starting a physical confrontation with him. And also, if you're a police officer... Okay. If you are the chief of police or a sheriff, a head over a police department, you should probably educate yourself on the history of policing enough to understand why mm-hmm. statistically when you come at a person of color in such a way, they will probably be more likely than a Caucasian person to run from right. you. Exactly. I mean, absolutely. There are reasons, and the reasons aren't, oh, well, gosh, African Americans just are wired in such a way that they run from cops. No. Logic, (laughs) reason, facts, rationality, and history tells you that's just stupid. It's called death, right? It's it's called I may lose my life. If I don't get out of here fast. Look (laughs) at the history. It started with bloodhound dogs and citizens on patrol. So That's come it. on, we've got to get That's to a place where we have peace officers, officers of the law, enforcing mm-hmm. the law. And the law and the Constitution dictates that we are all free, we are all equal, and we are all innocent until proven guilty, period. Exactly. And if you're a cop, period. your first responsibility to anyone you detain is their safety, period. Right. Well, here's the deal, Miss Rihanna. I remember hearing them say that he says, "Okay, my my mother or somebody lives close by. I'll walk." They didn't try yes. to help this guy. Uh, no, from what I see, I mean, no. he says, "I'll walk to home, I pull the car out of the uh, drive-through, and and mm-hmm. uh, or or call somebody to help to get him home." Uh, right. If he, what you if know, he was having a medical emergency? They didn't there even you bother go. to look. And there they are you go. first because, responders. Cops right. are first exactly. responders. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They claim that the reason that they hold your head down when they're putting you into the car is so that you won't hit your head. Well, why would they care <laughs> about that? Oh, because yes. they're first yes. responders, and they're supposed right. to be responsible if they detain you. It's their job to keep you alive and safe. Exactly. Period. Period. Because you're yeah. a free citizen who hasn't been convicted of anything. I mean, it's just basic. This is basic it's constitutional basic. fact. We are all free. We are all supposed well, to be I've, treated like free citizens, it, unobstructed from freely moving exactly. and living. Uh, exactly. Well, you've seen so many uh, people on the fa- on Facebook that's uh, saying they had to educate. Uh, some of the police officers on the law and yes. that they don't have to, they don't have to dump over their information to you. Uh, are are you arresting me? Am I under right. arrest? If not, then am I free to go? Uh, I mean, right. it, 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 and they're quoting the, because it, it used to be at some point in time where if you didn't know the law, it was fine, but now ignorance is bliss. You, you need to know. Uh, you need to know the death. law. Yeah. yeah, it could be death. That's right. You, you need and to we're know. finding out just how ignorant some of our, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. way too many 
of our police right. officers are right. for the law because the way that our yeah. system has become and the way that it's set up is you don't fight with a cop. You obey a right. cop. You fight in exactly. court. Yeah. Well, yeah. that may be well and good except mm-hmm. for the Constitution does exist. And you yeah. can't just be obstructed from freely going about your business because That's a true. cop who doesn't know the law thinks it's okay to detain you. You don't Absolutely. have to give your name. You don't have to right. uh, explain you're, you're what you're ad- doing That's right. freely exactly. moving around this country. You exactly. don't. Just because somebody has a badge and a gun doesn't mean That's they right. have a license to stop you from living your life freely, exactly. unobstructed, mm-hmm. period. I mean, there has to be a balance. There has to be respect to be for about. law and order and, you know, a reasonable authority. And there right. also has to be a respect for every single American's constitutional rights to life, exactly. liberty, the pursuit of happiness, free movement, yeah. you know, all of it. And there's exactly. an imbalance in that respect right now. There's an imbalance. And we got we to gotta get it back to where it needs to be. I remember well, this is I, why I, Black I, Lives Matter, for example, mm-hmm, uh, Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson begrudgingly admitted this tonight on Fox News. The oh, Black really Lives Matter movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, has far more support than the President of the United States by oh, far. That's for sure. Oh, that's he for was sure. ashamed to have to report that, but he did. That <laughs> racist little man did report it. <laughs> <laughs> that probably just really got the best of him, didn't it? He but was he's very angry, <laughs> Absolutely. but he had to report it, and it Absolutely. has more support because, because of this, because everybody realizes this is about all of us. This is about yeah. all of us being under a situation where we could be the next one, no matter who you are. That's right. And that's what people are catching on to. I agree with you 100%. My goodness. That's why we have to support what they're doing and to show them how important their time in life is right now, that they have something to say and we have to listen to what they have to say. That's right. Just the way – oh, go ahead. Well, and just the way that good cops, are kneeling in solidarity, we have to kneel with good cops. And by good cops, I mean cops who don't enable this sort of behavior in their midst, cops who recognize that they are not safe with bad cops on the force with them and who aren't afraid to stand up and speak up and put that knee down and sit in solidarity with us to make these changes. So it's a give and take, and I'm seeing an awful lot of solidarity um, among people in general. Yes, me too. It's it's beautiful uh, to see mm-hmm. how people are coming together uh, yep. for the greater good of, yes. of just mankind, period. The, the bigger uh, the protests you know, get, the more peaceful the, they are, too. Very, and there you go. You're absolutely correct. Well, well, you know, it's. I think these young folk are now seeing how blacks have been uh, brutalized. They've been yes. dehumanized. 
Yes. Uh, they've been murdered for centuries. This is not, it's not new. That's why I was saying to some of the young folks, you know, our ancestors, people that were above us, that have gone on, right. our, our parents, our grandparents, they were in this fight. Uh, th- yep. This is this is not this is not a new fight at all. This has been going on forever yep. and ever and ever and ever. On That's right. And, on and, and, on and, and these fresh eyes on it, these fresh eyes and opinions on it, have grown yes. up in a situation where this isn't debatable to them. They see yes. it. Their friends yes. live with it. They're That's they're right. riding in cars. You know, white kids are riding around in cars with their friends who are, uh, you know, kids who are people of color who have to act a certain way that never occurred to these white kids. And they've grown up seeing it. And so they know it. They know it's not a debate. They know this is stupid to try to debate a non-debatable issue. And I think that's just made such a difference. It has made a big, it has made a major difference. Mm-hmm. And what is going on? A major difference. And I think it's ridiculous when they, when it's trying to be debated. They, they yeah, say, "What? Yeah. You, you don't? You're saying this doesn't exist? This isn't a thing? You can say that, <laughs> but it's a thing." <laughs> it is right. We know it exists, right? Right, right. We know it exists. So there it is. But we talked. We talked in detail about this deadly force. And so they, they actually, uh, one group that was working on uh, the law enforcement part uh, presented us with, uh, with what our policy uh, is, our general policy from our police department here in the city and what is going on. So at the point of education, you, you, we need to know what the records say and what kind of force is used in every police department in this country. Now, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, Miss Rihanna, uh, because a lot of people are really getting, um, they're getting a little thrown off on, on this term defunding uh, yes. the police department. There, there, some people are actually thinking that the doors of the police station <laughs> is going to close down. No. <laughs> no. 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 We need. I, we, how often do we say that we, when we went away and we fought in a war, when we come home, we don't want to have to be on the streets and and have to uh, take out anything and defend ourselves. Now we want we're going to defend our homes. Obviously, if someone yes. tries to break inside of our home, well, we're going to defend that uh, our home. Mm-hmm. But but once we get in our cars and drive out in the streets, we want to have we want to have good peace officers out there. Uh, protecting right. and serving to make sure that peace avails itself in our community. Right. And so that's what we want to see. So when they say defunding, there, a, a lot of the, the funds that they're talking about is that, first of all, I, I think it's so important, to be honest, say, for instance, with, with the gentleman that was went to sleep in the uh, drive, uh, mm-hmm. a psychologist or somebody that that would have been great to come out and see yes. what kind of help this guy needed if uh, if That's he right. had a seizure like he said he could have had we didn't know what what he had had uh, just falling asleep in the drive through that was pretty quickly right i mean you yes. drive up and you order and then 
unless the lines were excessively long that was parked all out in the street, which we've seen right. some of that now that now that the doors have opened and, and the fast food restaurants are opening mm-hmm. back up, uh, people, uh, people are tired of making dinner every night and every day. Right. So they're, they're out there. Get, but, but, but there had to be something that caused him to just fall off right. to sleep that quickly. Right. And we, we don't have know what. Was he a long there you trucker go. that just there you got go. off? Was there he possibly, what if he, what if it was a, a drug related thing? That is a right. medical emergency. Me, yeah. And, and first responders are responsible emergency. for that. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. That's, right. That's yes. why I said you may need a psychologist. You may need to have called uh, a, your psychologist, if you have one in your police department, to come out to take a look, or a medical person, your nurse, or whomever that you have right. medically that could come in and see what's going on with with this person. Yes. But but we but we're so we're so trigger happy, uh, Miss Rihanna. Mm-hmm. The first thing we think about is pulling out that weapon. Right. That's the first. Well, thing. and we've got militarized police departments all yes, over yes, this country. country. So yes. it's, it's huge for people to understand that this term defund the police, there are, there are two uh, mentalities here. And the minority of people who are saying defund the police are police abolitionists. Exactly. Um, a lot of and a lot of those people are from groups that we talk about on this program quite often. White supremacist militant groups who are anti-government. Uh, right. A lot of them are actually showing up to these protests and looting to cause trouble because they yep. think that they can find solidarity all of a sudden with people who they uh, have spent their lives hating. Exactly. Uh, because their goal is an anti-government, anti-police goal. We don't talk about this nearly enough. We have not seen enough about this in the mainstream media. But um, several of them have been arrested for agitating right. and things like that and bringing weapons and, and right. you know, infiltrating these movements. But their goal is an anti-police goal. They are very hostile to the police. There are sure. – and there, there are also extreme people on, on our end of the spectrum who are – Right. abolish the police people and you know have their own agenda as well but that's the minority the the extreme minority of people okay. the majority of the people saying deep on the police are police reformists they seek to address the ways in which policing occurs uh, they yes. seek to to take uh, allocate money that is currently being used to buy military surplus vehicles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. military yes. surplus weapons, and yes. armed police departments, even tiny police departments uh, with, with you know, five, six people on the force, fully militarize yeah. these police departments, spend tons and tons of money and resources Correct. for guns and ammo and armed armored vehicles and things like that, and instead put those resources into community policing resources psychologists, hostage negotiators, uh, exactly. personnel that can first, you know, be first responders for people who are having a mental um, episode or a psychological episode so that instead of being shot and killed for having a schizophrenic episode, they right. are addressed properly and taken to a hospital, for example. Yeah. 
yeah. community resources like the Palace Program, where cops play basketball with kids there and learn who the kids there are in their neighborhoods. There you Just go. Just reallocating those funds from demilitarizing the police to teaching the police how to de-escalate and be community police. There you go. Outstanding. That That's why I say that it's important for us to have policemen in our areas that knows that community. And yeah. it, it makes no sense to send some brand new person that knows nothing about the people that live in my subdivision. But mm-hmm. the person that we have that patrols us in my subdivision is the person that this entire community knows exactly who she is. Because she comes from the community. And she's from there, yes. She's from yes. the community. They know who she is, and she knows her people. And she knows who causes mm-hmm. trouble and who does not, so to right. speak. I'm not saying that right. any, anybody particularly well, causes no. any trouble. You, but she just, <laughs> yes. And so, so if, you, if she shows up at somebody's house, she's, she's going to know that this person is not a a serial killer. She knows who the class clown is. And he, she, knows, <laughs> I love that. she knows who's been the, been the family black <laughs> sheep having some, you Absolutely. know, Absolutely. making Absolutely. jokes and poking fun at people. They, you know, they, <laughs> but that's the problem with, with where we've gone. We've gotten to a place where uh, we we remember what happened with Freddie Gray um, yeah. in Baltimore. Yes, do we and yes. what we learned about that police department subsequently, what we learned about Ferguson's police department subsequently, yes. Cleveland's yes. Uh, police department, the, the cop who shot and killed Tamir Rice for playing in a park with a toy, for example. Yes. These are yes. all departments and individuals who came from other areas into an area of people who mostly didn't look like them and yeah. didn't grow up in the same type of area as them. These are people coming from, um, coming from you know, uh, suburban areas into mm-hmm. city areas, mm-hmm. for example, a uh, bunch of white folks coming into areas where the majority are people of color. And exactly. that's not <laughs> – that's the opposite of how yes. we want to police. That's exactly um, correct. Because that's always been the problem in this country, sending a bunch of white folk into an area to enforce. That's it. That's it. That's the problem. Well, Rihanna, mentality. And the issue that I have with that Tamir Rice is that could you not tell that that was a child? Would you not be able to tell <laughs> that that was exactly. a child? Exactly. Of course it was a child. A child in a yes. park playing with a toy with his but, sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, but that's part of the problem. When we have people, because this cop had already been mm-hmm. taken off of another police force for being trigger happy. Yep. And targeting people, particularly people of color, and had no problem getting on mm-hmm. another police force in a different town, 30, 40, 50 miles away from where he was from, to come in. And then what is the typical thing that happens? Oh, there's an adult black male running around the park with a weapon. It was a child. It was a child. He knew it was a child. 13. Exactly. Clearly a child, obviously a child, Mm -hmm. uh, with a, a toy in a park. And it's Rihanna, you know, under yes. one second to shoot him. Just a few seconds. Oh, my goodness. Every time I think about it, that's why the database is so important. 
so that they cannot mm-hmm. go from one police department to the next police department 20, 30 miles from the, where they last uh, did things that they right. had no business. Just, just think of just no think about accountability. No, no accountability. Just think about all of the indiscretions that Colvin had before he murdered uh-huh. Mr. Floyd. Right. Before right. they all murdered him. 17, I believe it was, indiscretions. Yes. Yes. And they involved restricting the airways yes. of people. Yes. I mean, and we've, we've talked about this several times, but it's yes, worth mentioning again. It's worth okay. mentioning for everybody to understand the severity of this. Bad enough to have a pattern of abuse, whether okay. it's, uh, you know, wh- whether you're a, an officer of the law, and you have a pattern of, of getting physical or handsy or whatever with people you're detaining, whether you're right. a husband or a wife or a partner and you have a habit of pushing around your significant other, whatever. That's, that's one thing. That's a, abuse. It's not okay. Here's the thing. When your pattern of abuse involves going for someone's neck to choke them, restricting someone's airway, the chances that you're going to end up killing someone in your pattern of abuse when you're going through your manic cycle of abuse skyrockets when your first instinct is to choke a person. And that cop... Uh, Siobhan, his pattern of behavior was to choke and restrict the air of people. Uh, that's a, a homicidal tendency, statistically. Sure. And it's just important we recognize that. So whether you're a, a woman or a man being choked by a partner or you're a cop and you see that your partner has a habit of choking or restricting the air of people they detain, you need to make note of that, and you need to speak up about that. That's a homicidal tendency, and the chances that they're going to kill somebody goes up exponentially when that's what they do. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, Ms. Brianna, let me just share with you that I was reading this article, and I'm not even sure. Spalding County. Do you know where that is, Spalding County? Well, that could oh, be any state in the union. Uh, But in Atlanta, I think it is in one of the counties in Atlanta, I believe, where a man was arrested after he was shooting at the deputies outside of Spalding County. Did you see that article? I think that's in Atlanta. Uh, Last Wednesday. Did he shoot two deputies? But he didn't get killed. Do you know what group he was with? We were just talking about his group. They're called the Boogaloo Boys. Oh, is that part of the Boogaloo? Yes, mm. a white okay. anti-government group who have decided to join yes. forces with and infiltrate right. and agitate during right. these Black Lives Matter protests. Exactly. He, he is one of those guys we were talking about, and he did, in fact, shoot two deputies, and he's alive. Yeah. I don't know if he got yeah, Burger King on his way to jail or not, like Dylan Bruce yeah. did, but he's alive. That's ex- yes, he is alive. That's the, the point that I wanted to make with you. Yes. Is right. that he is alive? He is not yep. dead. He yep. shot these two off deputies. Yes, and he's. That's why you see these young folk out there protesting. They don't understand yeah. that. How can that? How can that happen? 
just a few years ago in, um, where was it, uh, Oregon. There was okay. a, a anti-government militia group, white supremacist, you know, gun rights activist types, who took over federal land and federal buildings for a month and a half. Okay. They had right. the, the they had some of the cops and postal service delivering food to them, and, and supplies wow. for a wow. month and a half. And really, I missed. Oh that. yes. Well, one of them did end up getting shot and killed only after occupying this federal land for a month and a half, armed. Oh yes, I do. I do remember that. Uh-huh. I do. I do remember. Yes. Well, this yes. guy turned, and that's unheard of because we unheard. all know what happened yes. in Black Wall Street. We all know what happened in and Philadelphia when we yes. have, you know, used our own military and, and police against our own citizens to shoot them from the air and bomb them. <laughs> exactly. That doesn't happen when you're a white guy and toting a gun. Well, the the, the, the white guy turns and runs into a building. Nobody shot him in the back or nobody shot him eight times. He turns and runs into a nearby building. Yeah. Yeah. He's alive. Absolutely. Over and over and over. And at these protests in city after city after city, another thing, it's another thing that we're seeing is, Mm -hmm. The same types of people we're talking about yep. using their cars to plow into peaceful yes. protesters, yes. injure them. Uh, we've yes. had several over the years killed. Heather Hauer comes to mind, uh, killed by a white supremacist running his yes. car through the protest after Nazis yes. marched in Charlottesville. Um, it happens over and over. And over almost every single day, another car plows into a group. And what's so scary about that is everything is political, like Dr. McKellar always says, Mm -hmm. in state after state after state after state. For the last eight years, Republican legislatures have been trying to pass legislation to make it legal for someone Mm -hmm. to use their vehicle to plow through protesters. Yep, protesters are out on the street. This is despicable, and what and it catches on. Regular citizens who don't want to hear the protesters plow their cars through them every time there's a protest. Mm. It's insane. Mm. It is insane. I think about the 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 gentleman, but in his seventies that they pushed down and he hit his head, and then the other officer was going to try to render some aid. And then the leader made him not render aid. Why can you not make right. some? The man you, was, nobody can make me not render aid to someone. Right. Especially if it's your job. We've said it a million times. If you're a cop, you're a first responder. Exactly. <laughs> it's your job to render aid. A citizen, supposed, a, an innocent bystander is supposed to render aid. You're certainly exactly. supposed to render aid if you're a cop, especially Absolutely. when the guy who's on the ground was just trying to hand you your helmet. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> you and know, then, this, this mentality sick. Oh. 
Well, well, I, I also read, Ms. Rihanna, you can correct me, but the, the gentleman also, they say he's out on a bun. He's out on bun. The, right? The officer who... The, the, the one who shot at the two officers? Oh, oh, yeah, I think he is out on bond. Yes, because I, I think I said he shot the two officers. I didn't mean to say that. He shot at them. Uh, shot he, at actually, he, he, he actually hit the hit when he fired. No, I think I was mistaken on that. I think he just shot okay. at them. I don't, yeah, he I don't believe he them. hit anyone, but he yeah, was they, right. deliberately shooting at them. And, yes, I believe he right. is out on bond. Right, right. <laughs> and so they were talking about, uh, how Jill and Ruth they stopped to get him a hamburger, and oh, yeah. so they said, well, "Did they stop to get him a hamburger?" Well, I don't know, <laughs> but, but they're saying they they may well, not have. Still a, yeah, they may not have stopped. <laughs> they they won't try that one again. I don't believe they, well, it would make sense for somebody to know. stop. <laughs> well, that would be true. That that would be true. So, I don't put much past anybody. That but that would be true. <laughs> we 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 never know, do we? What what? No, I mean Dylan, Dylan Roof had just assassinated a church full of people, including a state senator. So a state and senator. he got he he got his Big Mac attack. So yep. who knows? That's amazing. I, I I you know I don't care. The more you hear, the more you're baffled, uh, and nothing really surprises you. But that really got to me. That really surprised me I think yeah I think it did I mean whoever would have thought yeah. of that you know who would have thought of stopping to get the prisoner some food well, that just killed how many people right My well especially since it was a matter of days between Donald Trump who was running for president at the time, okay. proudly, proudly saying in one of his ridiculous Klan rally speeches that, <laughs> you know, cops, you just, you know, quit being so nice and gentle. Quit yes, watching their head when you put them in the car. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I miss the good old days when you could just rough them up and then, you know, Hugh Dylan Roof, yes. a few days later, goes into a church yes. who welcomes him in, wearing yes. a Rhodesian flag on his jacket yes. and assassinates a church full of people, including the pastor who was also a state senator. Yes. And the cops arrest him without incident and ask him if he's hungry. And take him through mm. Burger King to get him some food. The contrast between those two things, and we had just had Freddie Gray with his rough ride that left him paralyzed yeah. and then dead. Yes. So the contrast with all these things just can't, it can't help but highlight how ridiculous it is sure. and how sure. unjust it is. And you just can't help but think about it. And if you don't yeah. make a joke about the Burger King, you'll cry. <laughs> yes, that's it. There you go. You're absolutely correct. Because you sit back and you look at all of these things that continue to happen. And, yeah, yeah you could be absorbed into depression if uh, if you didn't find a way to 
laugh these off and get past them because it's not ha ha funny, you know. Right. But you have to you have to learn to deal with these indiscretions that continue to happen in our nation. Yeah. If your feet can't be on the ground in the street at that moment, you just have to. Oh wow! Have to find it's, something about it to chuckle about for the moment, or or to exactly. think about different because it's it's just too much. And then you it know, I caution people from spending too much time on social media because there are idiots who say really yes. dumb things, and then there yes. are lots of people who are paid by countries who want to cause trouble with us, and they are paid to flood your comments with ridiculousness and they sound just like the idiots. So you don't know who you're talking to. People Mm -hmm. say outlandish and hurtful things that can get you really riled up. And it's important that we all remember, just ignore the nonsense, consider the source and whatever you have to do to get through when you can't be out in the streets and active. um, Right. Make sure that that thing is a healthy thing. Exactly. For you, and exactly. that's usually not social media, <laughs> right? Well, you know, I, I, I since you were talking about, we were talking about Tamia Rice a little while ago, and, and then you couldn't help but to think about Emmett Till. But but Tamia Rice had such a little baby's face. Face. Do you remember how? I mean, he just looked like a little kid. He was clearly a child. He, clearly a, a clearly. Adolescent child playing with his sister in the park, exactly doing nothing wrong, doing what I would want my kids to do across the street exactly. from his house. <laughs> across the street from his house, and the way I, his sister I, you know, was treated, and, she and was I, detained. Exactly. Yes, <sighs> I think about I think about all, as when we were young kids growing up, and our parents we loved these um, toy water squirt guns. Yeah, do you remember those? We we, ha- we used to have a blast with those wedding up. I mean, we would just squirt. We'd have on our swim clothes because that was our time to play in the water and all of that. And then we right. all had these little toys, plastic. I can see yellow and green ones, and you could you could uh-huh. see they clear through them. You could see the water in there, right? Because you knew exactly right. when your water was about gone, and it was time for you to load it up again. That's right. And so I, it's just hurtful because this is just, this was just a child. Yeah. That his life was just taken away from him. Right. It's taken away. But like you said, in a long, sad, painful, very real history, a long line of other children. Emmett Till, people, yes. you know, have an idea. I think a lot of people have an idea in their head of Emmett Till. And his story, because mm-hmm. usually right. when it's a situation like a lynching, the narrative right. that gets out there and circulated is the wrong narrative. Exactly. So, unfortunately, people don't understand. This was a child, like Tamir Rice, visiting yes. family, away from his mother, it's visiting his away family. Away from his mother, Yes. Wearing a little suit and tie, as he often oh. did, because he was a yes. little bit of a nerd. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he was he was just a, a cute, nerdy, cute little kid. family yes. kid who liked yes. school and loved his family. 
Yes, and falsely accused. We know for a fact that the woman who's not in jail still, but still, still alive, not in jail, still alive, admitted lied. that yeah. she lied and told a lie about mm-hmm. him that mm-hmm. got him brutalized, mutilated, yeah. killed. Yeah. Yeah. And unable to for his mother to have a proper there to help him. Oh, open casket or help him. I couldn't even yeah. mourn him the way she wanted to because of a lie. And yet the narrative still continues. Well, he was a man. Well, no, he wasn't. Well, he was a pervert. No, he wasn't. No, no. And, he was a you child. know, don't, don't let that yeah. happen anymore, everybody. Don't let exactly. that happen. Exactly. Uh, we're sick of hearing he was no angel or he did this or he did that. Yes. If, you, if, if the narrative sounds like all the other narratives, it's baloney. And it's up to us to make sure the real narratives get out there because innocent people are dying, and it could be your kid. Innocent children are dying. That's right. Because children are innocent. That's right. Yeah. Well, Well, you know, I keep all of them. And I I keep thinking about that little girl, that little five-year-old girl that says, are you going to kill me? Right. And 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 raised her hand up in the air. Yes, that's if that wasn't the it? most genuine. That's oh all. my goodness! It's because of what she has seen. It's not because of coaching. Exactly. <laughs> it's no, because what she that's knows. What that's exactly correct. That's what she's saying. Mm. Are you going to kill me? And that you is, know that can't that's feel pain, good. That's for painful. Any good it? cop. It's horrible. Well, and I can't help but think, we know it doesn't feel good from our side that our babies right. are saying things like this because of what they have right. to experience. But then I think of the good police officers and first responders who are out there for the right reasons, who are just as harmed by the bad actors, who yeah. don't stand for it. Who right. can, can you imagine how that must make a good cop feel, you know, the cops that, that have been in your family, how that would make them feel. What a horrible yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's that's why I think we're seeing the solidarity that we're seeing. We're seeing more and more cops stand up and say, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> we exactly. have to do something. There are cops they have in the to. reform movement. Yes. That is very, I like that in the reform movement because right. oftentimes in the, in times past, they never spoke up, but they're going to, they're going to start speaking up. You can see that. Yes. That's why they're yes. kneeling with the protesters. They're going to speak up. Right. I think they realize their life depends on it too. Absolutely. That's, you're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. You're absolutely correct. Wow. Right. We're well, you just there. have to take it deep. We're getting there. Yeah, we're we're slowly but surely we're getting there. And I'm glad you brought that forward because it's going to take all of us working together as yes. team members. Yes. What affects one affects another. Like you said, it could affect the good cops. They could lose their lives mm-hmm. if they don't start right. speaking up against this this quote unquote brotherhood that we've heard this fraternal order that we've heard people talk about. Right. I think it's going to be disbanded uh, because yeah. they know that. It's, I think, right. I think the, I believe 
The toxic blue line. <laughs> yes, that toxic blue line. That's exactly mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Wow. Well. That's right. That's it. So the narratives so, aren't working. The, the narratives are not working right now because we not, have hijacked no. the narrative and we are in we their faces. The code has been broken. <laughs> yes. The code, the code has been And broken. it's not stopping. And by the way, thank you, not, everyone around the world. These are not yes. protests that are just in the United States of America. Yes. Once again, around the world. Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, in solidarity, mm-hmm. all together, this all is a together. global problem, and they're it standing is. with us. We're standing with them, and I've never seen That's so it. many worldwide protests standing with regular oh, Americans than I have in the last yes. four years. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's, you know what, that, that just tells me what I've been saying, that we need global healing. The yes. whole globe, the entire world needs to be healed because guess what Ms. Rihanna I guarantee you that those people that are protesting in other parts of the world they've seen they've seen some discretions even in their own country of course. I'm sure of yeah. course yes yeah That's even right. in their own country they may not have seen right. what we saw on national television because mm-hmm. prior to this, we knew it exists, but we've never seen anything like this ever in, ever in our lives, just like we've never seen anything like COVID. That's why we, I say we have all of these pandemics. And, and I, I was saying that we had we the uh, COVID pandemic and we had the racial pandemic. But yes. uh, doc, Dr. Edward Robinson brought out the economical pandemic. So we're just yes. in a world of trouble right now. <laughs> we're in a world economically, socially, uh, medically. Oh my goodness, you name it, we have it right. going on right now. But we're also so in the a mass way, awakening. We're in a mass. <laughs> oh my goodness, people are yes, waking are. up to it. They yes, are. And they're yes, saying, they are. Yeah, we got all this trouble, but look, there's way Never, more of no us more. than there are of no. them. <laughs> way, exactly correct. So we better get ourselves straightened up. Because you're, you're right. That's the police right. department That's is right. not as large as that. Those massive amounts of people that are out there protesting. So we you got to stand with one foot somewhere. Stand with one foot on the right side of history. Right on the right side of history. So, protest if you must and you should, but let's keep it safe. Let's not destroy, uh, because we don't want to have you in jail. <laughs> Uh, we know that that, right. wind, windy, that Wendy's is no is no more, right? That Wendy's is no more. And we have a picture of the white woman and who was catching yeah. it on fire. <laughs> and there you go. You're so funny. And that is exactly who, even the one, even the vandalism that has gone on right here in Tyler, Texas, Miss Rihanna, uh-huh. that's exactly who's been doing it. That's who's been doing it in huge numbers in cities across the country, and it's not. It is boogeyman called Antifa, which, by the way, stands for anti-fascist, so I'll take them any day. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'll take them over Nazis any day. Any day, any day. these crazy boogaloo people. (laughs) Yes, yes. Watch out for them. And bad actors. That's right. And wear your mask, everybody. If you go out and protest, wear that mask. Thank you. Don't take it off. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Rihanna. Thank you. If you cannot keep that social distance, 
please wear your mask. I wear my mask. I wear my gloves. I keep my hand sanitizer. I don't. I don't even yes. take my purse out and carry it any place, Miss Rihanna. My new purse right. is a bag. Is is my baggie. I keep my mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, my ink pen, my my glasses, whatever in my hand sanitizer. All of that in my little baggie, and that's what yep. I take inside with me. And lots yes. of hand sanitizer, and keep my gloves on, keep my mask on. It's serious, and that's why I was saying to them tonight. Listen, we have, right. we have got to make sure that we protect and take care of each other. So finally, yes. I know our time is about over. Once again, how important it is to fill out that census report and get it turned in so that you can have all the resources to come to your community that you need. And remember also yes. today ends the last day to vote, uh, excuse me, strike that, to register for um, voting for our runoffs. That's going to be the 14th of July. And then early voting starts uh, the 29th of June. So you can get started. We have uh, Senator Royce West uh, that's running for United States Senate here in Texas in a runoff uh, with uh, uh, Ms. Hager. And then we have some more runoffs that are going on locally. So let's get involved and, and cast our votes. If you want to see change, that's where change starts, right there at that voting booth, because I say everything circles right back around to that voting booth. So let's remember to vote and vote early and get involved. And maybe one day some of our younger folks may be interested in running for public office. Uh, it's very crucial. Change starts with, guess the person that you see that's looking back out in that mirror that's where change begins so let's get busy and make that change be safe out there Uh, once again COVID-19 is still alive and well and so protect what good hygiene good hand washing techniques and then when you go out into the community and you come back home drop those clothes in your wash uh, get yourself a shower wash from head to toe uh, and leave those germs outside Okay, that's all I have right now, Ms. Rihanna. Thank you so very much. I enjoyed it, just me and you uh, tonight. And maybe we'll see about Mr. Arthur and where he is. I think he had something else going on. Uh, As you know, a lot of things are going on in the Dallas area and all across this nation things are going on. So he's been involved out there uh, in his community tonight. Thank you. May God bless you. And we'll see you on next week. Thank you for joining in with us on Marvelous Monday. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna. God bless. Get lots of rest and take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all.